You're listening to the sermon cast of First Presbyterian Church Spartanburg. To watch the full video of this worship service and to learn more about the ministries of our church, visit us online at fpcspartanburg.org. We hope you enjoy the message. So not long ago, the kitchen table and the Dyer family kitchen would not stop wobbling. Drove me bananas. Y'all ever had this happen? In our house, when the table wobbles, the puppy is the first to go completely berserk because she thinks that someone's at the door knocking to get in. And when the puppy goes berserk, the older blind deaf dog also goes berserk. And then I just about lose my top. I mean, you ever had this happen? A restaurant? Coffee shops are the worst. Set your coffee down and it's in your lap a minute later. Can't stand a wobbling table. I know we're all here for an escape of sorts. It's Christmas after all. But it's hard for me to not at least name what I think many of us already are feeling, which is that everything feels a bit wobbly, doesn't it? Russia, Ukraine, Gaza, Israel, hospitals full of RSV and flu and COVID and you name it. Marriages on the brink, bills piling up, Neighbors who still don't have a place to lay their head. An epidemic of loneliness I keep reading about. Grief that still cuts deep. Right, if we can be honest just for a moment on this Christmas Eve. I think we can all acknowledge that things just feel a little off kilter. Throughout the Advent season, we have been on a series here in our worship at First Presbyterian. Each Sunday throughout December, we've visited a different one of the Gospels to hear how the different Gospel writers tell the Christmas story. And you've heard it tonight in each of our readings. The Gospels tell it slightly differently. We began with Mark, then we stopped with Matthew, and this morning, John Daniel led us through Luke's telling of the Christmas story. And tonight, in just a few moments, we'll hear some excerpts from John's gospel. If you've ever read John's gospel, you know that John is just a little different than all the others, right? The synoptic gospels, as they're known, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they each focus on narrating specific events of Jesus's life. But John emphasizes instead the importance of Jesus's life. Metaphor and rich imagery and poetry. John proselytizes not just on what happened during Jesus' earthly existence, but why it actually mattered. It's interesting if you open up to John's gospel, the first chapter, the prologue, that's where John gives us his version of the Christmas story. You get the sense that John is feeling the exact same thing about the world that Jesus is entering into as I think so many of us are feeling about our world today. There are these great two verses where John writes, Jesus was in the world and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. Do you hear that? A little wobble. Jesus came to what was his own, John writes, and his own people did not accept him. 
Things were off kilter way back then, just as they're off kilter now. And yet the importance of Jesus, the importance of Christmas, according to John, is that Jesus was sent into the world precisely because it was teetering. Jesus was sent into the world to steady our wobbling existence. I listened to a great sermon by one of the absolute strongest and best preachers of our time, a theologian and pastor named Frank Thomas. Frank is a professor at Christian Theological Seminary in Indianapolis. He preached this sermon a number of years ago at Duke Chapel. And in this sermon, uh, Frank Thomas starts talking about how in ancient Judaism, they had this image. It was this image for how God's kingdom was propped up on earth. And in this image, the ancient rabbis would say that God's kingdom was pop, propped up by three legs, like a three-legged stool, right? One of the legs was Torah, that's the Hebrew Bible. The other leg was service. And the third leg was hesed. A hesed is this Hebrew word. You've heard different people in this pulpit use that word. It's a word that the Hebrew Bible especially uses to describe God's steadfast love, God's faithfulness, God's covenantal love. This love that is probably most akin in, in our translation to what a parent might feel for a child. This kind of love that can stretch but never break. This kind of love that no one has, as of yet, at least as far as I know, plumbed the full depth of. But these rabbis would say sometimes God's kingdom would get to teetering, get to wobbling a little bit. And you know what they said when that happened, what would happen next? Is God would take a little pebble of hesed and he'd tuck it under one of those loose legs to steady it. See, according to John, Jesus is God's hesed made flesh. According to John's gospel, Jesus is literally slipped into the world, much like some of us might slip a present under the tree tonight or slip a piece of Amazon cardboard box under your kitchen table. According to John's gospel, Jesus God's hesed made flesh slipped in to a teetering world to give it balance yet again. It's hard for me to be a part of a worship service like this one and, and not think of the church that I grew up in in Ohio. It's a church not unlike our own. It's a downtown congregation, has this beautiful cavernous space, much like this, although it's a lot more stone, less wood. It's this beautiful cathedral, and the main worship every Christmas Eve at this church is what they call Christmas in the cathedral, and it's 10 o'clock. I know y'all are early goers, but everyone shows up for the 10 o'clock service at Westminster Prez in Ohio. You gotta get there an hour before, really, if you wanna have a realistic shot of getting a seat. But the thing I remember the most about this service is every year, without fail, the lights would come down, as they soon will in this sanctuary, and we'd light our candles, and we'd sing Silent Night, Holy Night. And then the senior pastor, Sandy McConnell, 
He would walk down the center aisle, reciting from memory the verses of John 1, that prologue, John's telling of the Christmas story. In the beginning, Sandy would say, in the beginning was the word. And he'd keep going. And what I remember from those services is at that precise moment, every year, everything would finally feel right. It'd feel okay. Everything would feel steady. Now, it never lasted. As a kid, I'd go home, and the next morning, I wouldn't get the present I wanted. Or I would get the present I wanted, and then I'd find later that day that I still felt as crummy as I had before I had the present I thought I wanted. I don't know what the adult version of this is, right? You leave this space, and Aunt Edna hits the eggnog a little too hard, and all of a sudden, peace no longer prevails in your house. But in that moment, in that moment at that service, each year, I was visited by this reminder, this reminder that we are not helpless when we experience those situations in our own lives and in our world that set us off kilter. Right, Because in that moment, Sandy was proclaiming the truth of this moment, of this night of Christmas. Sandy was reminding us through the words of John chapter 1 of God's promise that God gives again and again and again. God's promise of a love and a light that not even the darkness, the deepest darkness, can possibly quelch. The promise that God gives us in the incarnation of a life that not even death can extinguish. And every year in that moment, in the stillness, in the steadiness of that moment, I would be reminded again that precisely because of God's promise, of that love that comes in the cries of a child so long ago, I would be reminded of my call, of our call, to be ones who go out and to bear that hesed in the world, right? Every time, every time we sit with someone in pain, Every time we refuse to return an angry word for an angry word or return violence for violence. Every time we show compassion to someone that it is so hard to feel compassion for. Every time that we look at the brokenness of our world and we finally settle again into the truth that peace will only come when it is in our own hearts first. Every time we introduce ourselves to a stranger or say yes to a hard thing or show forgiveness to someone who just does not deserve it, every time we do that, do you see what we're doing? We're slipping hesed into a teetering world. Every time we do that, we're bringing a little bit more steadiness into the collectively wobbling mass that we call humanity. Every time we perform an act 
like that because of the promise we have seen and glimpsed in the manger tonight. We are proclaiming to the world that the good news of a Savior born in Bethlehem is not one that can be contained to cathedrals or sanctuaries like this one, but is one that demands of us to be brought out into the world. Every time we slip Hesed through simple acts, no matter how big or how small, every time we do that, we remind others of the reminder that we'll hold in our hands in just a moment, that light of Christ. We tell the world that that light of Christ is not something that is meant to be kept to ourselves. But listen, I know we're here for Christmas. We're not ready to go out into the wobbling mass of the world again. So let me just ask one thing of you, okay? If you go home tonight and you sit down at a table and you find that it's a little wobbly, will you do something about it? Would you do me a favor? Would you lean down and slip a napkin under that wobbling table? Maybe tuck a piece of cardboard? Or better yet, you know what? Just take a tiny pebble. Slip it in there. And as you do, remember again the good news. That tonight, our Savior is born. Thanks be to God for a love as steady as that. Amen.